G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, love to check in with Family Voice Australia. Greg Bondar is State Director for Family Voice for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg Bondar, a special welcome back to 2020. Oh, delighted to be here, Neil, and welcome to everyone. Yeah. Greg, lots of reports in the media about women, about sexual assault, uh, lots of issues and scandals uh, emerging from Parliament House. Uh, you've got a few thoughts for us today on the attitudes that we have to women and driven by pornography. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, this is very interesting, Neil, because um, you would have noticed, and as your listeners would have too, TV images on TV about a week ago on the 15th of March, I think, women were marching all around the capital cities and calling on men to change their attitudes and to become more respectful of women. They wanted governments to ensure that schools teach young people about the need for sexual consent and so on and so on. Well, I have to tell you, Neil, this made it very, uh, this made a very interesting topic for our Family Voice News Editor this week because we made it the focus because there's an organisation, a not-for-profit organisation called Collective Shout, for want of a better uh, name, uh, and and the person that heads it up said a wonderful sentence the other day. All the best intentions and efforts cannot compete with the world's biggest department of education, pornography. In other words, what was being said here was that the porn industry is a mammoth dispenser of sexualized violence, misogyny, and the world's most powerful sexual groomer. In other words, we have found that pornography is the major reason why men treat women as they do in, in a disrespectful manner. Those that do, I'm saying, not that everybody does. The fact is that pornography, Neil, is unfortunately the major sex educator of Australian children in Australia today. Uh, worthy of pause and reflection for a moment here, Greg, because when we think of educators, uh, we are thinking of our schools uh, we're thinking mm. of our universities. We might then uh, lend a thought or two to the idea that media educates because it entertains and at the same time informs. Uh, but here you're saying, and uh, look, I don't think there's anyone going to disagree with this, and uh, the uh, women who lead Collective Shout, very, very informed, very articulate, mm. very mm. able to talk about mm. what is happening that's shaping our attitudes uh, to women in Australia and pornography the major sex educator of Australian children. Now, uh, some people will say, how's that happening with uh, children? Because, uh, you know, surely they're not allowed to watch pornography. Uh, but this is the case in Australia. That it's easy to get through any of those things that might be barriers and for kids to have access to it, Greg. Yeah, look, Neil, last week we spoke about kids having smartphones. All they've got to do is Google pornography or whatever it might be and whack out, they're on. And not only that, you know, I was just talking to my wife the other day and, you know, as I said, we're, we're grandparents for the first time this year and we were watching TV. Now, we, we have find it difficult, Neil, to find a show that does not have 
some sort of light pornography, you know. You've got uh, same-sex acts being committed on, on TV now. You've got pornography with male, female, and, and it's getting really difficult. Now, if kids are watching this, and there's no reason why they're not watching it because they're available freely, then it is the you know, pornography is the greatest educator of, of, of Australian children. And then and you wonder, ask yourself, why do men treat women the way they do? Because we're bringing them up on false morals and values, Neil. Well, some will be saying, what can you do about it? And others will actually understand that, yes, you could actually censor pornography. And I know that the government's... Uh, that serve us uh, are not likely or don't have a desirable uh, 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 motivation to censor uh, internet, but it can happen because we know that happens in places like China. You've mm. got you've got a uh, a, uh, a campaign that you're yep. running. Give us some insight here into what yeah. you what you understand about clean feed. Yeah, now we have been so concerned about pornography for many years now. We've got a clean feed campaign. It's uh, actually headed up by our Victorian director, Peter Stevens, who's doing a wonderful job on this. And basically what we're saying here is that we want service providers to block harmful content, including pornography, gambling, suicide, terrorism, to underage children. In other words, legislation could be implemented which would mandate age verification nearly. In other words, you cannot access this material uh, unless, you're, uh, unless you're over 18. So, and we're asking MPs, make mandatory age verification available to stop this happening to our children, Neil. So it's a great campaign. I really bring everyone's attention to it. Uh, you know what? It's a campaign. It's also a prayer point, I think, yep. for Christians. And uh, Christians and listeners will know just how challenging this is, not only for adults, but when we start to apply these issues around pornography to our children, recognising that's shaping and educating their sexuality and their understanding of uh, even the way men relate to women, uh, that's a big challenging thing. And that leads us, Greg, to what's been going on in the federal parliament mm. because uh, the parliamentary building there in Canberra, uh, you know, if you l believe all of the reports, uh, it's a hothouse of all sorts of sexual scandal. Uh, there's some challenging things in that. And, of course, uh, it's just the focal point uh, of what might be happening much more uh, liberally around the nation. And uh, you've got a, a challenge here for our parliament to adopt a biblical, moral and ethical stance. Absolutely. Look, uh, it, it forced me uh, this week to put out a national media release to say to, to, to you know, aimed, aimed at federal parliament, to say, look, if you remember the House Divided speech that uh, was given by Abraham Lincoln, President of the US, back in June 1858, and he said that federal government needed, you know, could not continue, their, their government could, could, could not continue if it was divided. In other words, you can't be half moral and half immoral. And we made this point, and I, and I made it in the press release to say parliamentarians who are composed of, they are, rep, they are our representatives, they're mums and dads, uh, along with us, that, that belong to families, and they wouldn't put up with shameful uh, behaviour in their own house. Why do they put up with it at Parliament House? We really, just irrespective of your faith, you know, adopt a biblical approach to morals and ethics as a yardstick by which they you know they run their parliament and and we're urging everybody to make sure that you know um 
get on to your MP to say enough is enough. Um, interestingly, you know, um, Neil, I was talking, I had a phone call actually from George Christensen, your federal member for Dawson in Queensland today, this morning. He was in Canberra and he rang me on a couple of issues, but the, one of the points he made was this. How can Parliament function and start looking after things like floods, the economy, unemployment, when, as you said, you've got rape allegations, you've got immoral sex happening in prayer room at Parliament House, you've got, you've got you know, accusations flying, you've got bad... Neil, we need to change the attitude of our parliamentarians, and, and I urge everybody to do so by contacting their local member. And the thing that really stands out, Greg, when this is happening in Parliament House, and as you say, uh, we wouldn't assume for a moment that our legislators would allow these sorts of things to happen in their own homes. But if it can happen in Parliament House and there is a divided nature, as you say, at this time, half moral and half immoral uh, in the way that practices are uh, are allowed to happen uh, because of an ethical base that they are choosing, then uh, we can only expect there's going to be scandals galore. We're in the middle of a sexual revolution here, and so uh, there needs to be some sort of way that uh, we can encourage our parliamentarians to adopt a, a foundation uh, which would give them uh, some level of ethics. And uh, so this biblical uh, ethics, uh, a really powerful approach, but how open do you think that our legislators will be when you say, let's have a biblical approach? Well, look, our, our constitution was based on, you know, uh, on biblical principles. You know, if you go back and you study the Bible, I'm studying biblical ethics at the moment, um, one of the things we've got to appreciate is that, you know, the foundation of government is really based on the principles that are laid out in the Bible. And we have to make sure, that, you know, let's not get caught up about, oh, the Bible. Let's just, you know, have a look at the ethical and moral um, uh, principles that are being taught to us. And, and, and I really don't think anyone could argue against them, you know, um, I was in Parliament, when I was working in Parliament House, and I went to the parliamentary prayer room. I mean, they're having homosexual activities in that, in that prayer room I'm reading in the press. Neil, that is absolutely unbelievable, and, and it cannot be tolerated. So how do you do this? You have biblical, ethical morals that you, you make sure that parliamentarians adhere to at their home or at work, and we're not saying they have to be Christians, it would be lovely if they were, but at least adopt the morals and standards laid out in the Bible 2,000-odd uh, years ago now. Challenging times. Yeah. Greg, <laughs> another issue, let's move on here. Uh, school teaches kids to stop using mum and dad. Uh, Greg, let us in on why a story like this matters and uh, the rock on which we must stand. Now, I am really, really worried about this because I'm, I'm telling you now, and I want to make the note, note the date, 25th of March, this is coming to a school near you. All of a sudden, a school in Manhattan, New York, it doesn't matter where it is, but, but the principle is very important. They're saying, the school is now saying, don't use mum, dad, parents, because the words make assumptions about the kids' home lives. Okay. Instead, they're telling us to now use the term grown-ups, folks, family, guardians, and wait for this, Neil. They're now saying substitute the word people for boys and girls. And in the school, when you line 
You don't line up as boys and girls. You line up alphabetically or, you're ready for this, the types of shoes they wear. For goodness sake, where are we headed with all this? Because really, Neil, you know, it's got to the stage now where the cancel culture, the woke culture is infiltrating our schools. But wait for it. This school was not just an ordinary school. Because when I read it, I thought, oh, yes, this is another attack on the secular, you know, on the Judeo-Christian morality. This policy is actually from a Christian school called the, the Grace Church School in New York's Manhattan. Now, what next, Neil? Well, what next? Because I'm sure every listener tuned in was about to say, oh, it's some sort of woke experimental school, but uh, that's a bombshell when you consider that this is coming. It's it's in America, but uh, people will be thinking about this in Australia, as you say. Uh, New York uh, Grace Church School. It's a Christian school doing away with the idea of male and female or mum and dad. And uh, I think they missed something because our whole definition of what it is to be a father, whether you are a secular Australian or a Christian one, it's all shaped by our Christian foundation. The way we understand what a father is is because of a biblical foundation. And here's a Christian school that's turning their back on uh, really what is a biblical foundation. Absolutely, Neil. I'm asking everybody that listens to this program, and we're going to make this a a media uh, effort as well, but I'm asking everybody to become spiritual fruit inspectors. In other words, we have to make sure that 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 we're aware what Jesus warned us, to be aware of false prophets. And how do you recognize false prophets, Neil? You will recognize them by their fruits. So we need to make sure that we become spiritual fruit inspectors. We make sure we monitor what goes on in our schools. We stand up as parents. We have a right. And we, and we really need to start and fight back as Christians, not because we, you know, we're, we're better than anybody else, but we want to make sure that our faith is understood and it's also communicated to those that educate our children. And that's what we're asking, and we have every right to do that now. False prophets, Greg, the idea, uh, the biblical idea of a wolf in sheep's clothing. And Mm. uh, this is, you know, this is, you know, for Christians who are thinking this only happens uh, outside of the church. uh, No, we need to be thinking Christians and uh, being able to assess all sorts of things that are going on, uh, even within our churches. Uh, People will often on this program, uh, you know, talk about, you know, white anting that happens uh, within churches. There's a battle that's going on within the church as well as without of the church. And so this idea of wolves in sheep's clothing, this is a message for believers, isn't it? Absolutely. And and also we need to make a stance. I think the Prime Minister recently just sacked a a, a staffer for the lewd acts committed and which was then broadcast on on the phone or video, whatever it's called. Um, We have to make a stance. And because every tree that does not bear good fruit, Neil, is cut down and thrown into the fire. We have to make sure that we cut down those trees that do not bear good fruit. Now, whether they're politicians, whether they're school teachers, whether they're mums and dads, whatever, we have to start standing up because it's going to get worse now. Trust me, this thing that's happening in the New York school, it'll come to a school near you unless you make it known that you're not going to have it. 
Greg, we have run out of time. Very quickly, yeah. uh, any campaigns that you're running that uh, that we might need to be aware of? Something that uh, listeners can check out on your website, familyvoice.org.au. What campaigns have you got coming up? Yes, please. Now, well, look, we're really looking at euthanasia here in New South Wales. We're looking at the 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 Born Alive bill from George Christensen. We're going to be really pushing that because we want to make sure you, with abortion that uh, children born out of uh, uh, alive uh, under abortion remain alive. So we're going to be doing that. So that's a critical thing that we look at. Uh, those two issues, in particular euthanasia, but wait for it, Neil. The conversion therapy is coming also to New South Wales and to other states, and we've got to make sure because they are really, really very harmful to the average mum and dad in, in, in our community. Okay, familyvoice.org.au. You'll find resources there, and you'll be able to support some of these campaigns. Greg Bondar, Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. So familyvoice.org.au. Greg, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.